Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number four. Hello, I'm Charles Cap. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast directory, we invite you to visit our website at Charles Capps Crimson Flow Ministries dot net. Charles Capps C A P P S Crimson Flow Ministries dot net. All one word in lowercase letters. Now, our heart's desire is to share the Word of God in power and in truth so that we may all grow in grace, thereby obtaining a better knowledge of our Father, Yehovah, as revealed through His Scriptures and the words of His Son, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Now, Proverbs 23 and 23 tells us to buy the truth and to sell it not. Whatever it takes to purchase that truth, when we get it, we hold on to it, and we never get rid of it. We don't sell it. We don't walk away from it. We don't bury it. Amen. We buy that truth and sell it not. Also, we buy and sell not wisdom and instruction and understanding. And we're going to try to do this as we move to the message. Now, if we were to title this uh, podcast, we'd probably call it about something like Remember the Sabbath. Amen. And we'd like to know what happens when you keep the Sabbath. And we'll get into that more as we go down the road. But right now, I want to read a scripture. Matthew 22 and 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Folks, you got to be careful of that word many. It's, it, it Usually it doesn't mean something good like a lot of people suppose. Amen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Remember that uh, many will come to me in that day saying, Lord, Lord, have we not done this and that? And he'll say, what? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Yeshua will say that. I never knew you. Amen. For broad is the path. Amen. Wide is the path and broad is the gate that what leadeth to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. Many. Watch out for that many. Now look. I want to talk to the chosen this podcast, not the many, because the, the many is going to turn against what I say, but the chosen, those who are called, amen, and chosen. So you might say, well, how do you know if you're chosen? Well, friend, if you're chosen, you'll forsake everything to hear and to obey God's commandments. Amen. Now, for you people who won't believe, won't receive teaching, you know, you uh, you just insist on uh, serving fable dispensationalist doctrine, go ahead, amen, uh, I, that is your choice, but if you're chosen and you want to learn a little truth, let's, let's dig into the word here, now, are you keeping the Father's Sabbath, we'll try to answer that, now, let's go to Exodus, um, kind of where it all begins. And, of course, we know that the fourth of the Ten Commandments is remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And that's what Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8 says, Exodus 20 and 8, which, you know, he had already said, uh, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not uh, build uh, any idols, you know, and worship them. And thou shalt not take my name in vain. And now here we come to verse 8, chapter 20 and 8 of Exodus. Remember the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day 
to keep it holy. Okay, so we know, according to this, there is a Sabbath day, and we're to keep it holy. Now, why would it be holy? That Sabbath day is holy because why? God said it was. God is holy. God is set apart, and his Sabbath day is holy and set apart. Amen? And all through the ages, people have profaned the Sabbath by making it common and not keeping it set apart. Also, people have profaned our Father by making him common and, and, and trying to wrap him up into to the vain and profane things of the world. But we're going to look at this scripture again. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And then it goes on to explain in verse 9, Six days, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. So we got six days. We can just work and we can gain and we can make money. We can do all these things. We got six days to take care of our livestock, take care of our homestead, just six, six days to do all of our labor. But then in verse 10, we're told that the, Sabbath, the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. Now those are all capitals, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And if you look up in Strong's Concordance, Hebrew H, H3068, it is Yehovah. Amen. And that's our Father's name. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yehovah thy God, Yehovah thy Elohim. Amen. In it, in this Sabbath, Sabbath day, which is the seventh day of the week, you're not to do any work. Thou shalt not do any work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, even the ox gets to rest on the Sabbath. Amen? Nor thy stranger that is within the gate. Who is the strangers? The strangers are the sojourners with the children of Israel who have declared, like Ruth, you know, thy God shall be my God, thy people shall be my people. They serve, and they have converted to serving the God of truth. Hallelujah. Amen. So on the seventh day, nobody's to work. And then in verse 11, it says, For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord, wherefore Jehovah blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Now how do we start off the prayer that Yeshua taught the disciples? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen. Holy, set apart. And our Father hallowed the seventh day, which has always been on a Saturday, never on the first day of the week. Amen. Always been on a Saturday. There, there's 172 references to the Sabbath in the King James Bible. And I use the King James Bible because of the consistency of the thoughts. Amen. And, and, yeah, there's all kinds of translations, but, you know, um, you just got to go with what you think is right. And I, I use the King James because that's what most people I'm trying to preach and teach to relate to. Amen. So 172 references to the Sabbath, and none of them are on Sunday. So where do we get this Sunday Sabbath? Where does this teaching come from? Well, I'll tell you that it comes from churchianity. It comes from modern-day Christianity that doesn't know the Scriptures, that never has known the Scriptures, that hasn't 
bothered to study that hasn't bothered to become part of the chosen, but rather of the many. Oh, we're, you know, we're a great multitude. We're so many people, you know, and uh, uh, we, we've got these doctrines. Well, where did they come from? Who changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday? Amen? That would be what? Constantine. Rome. It's a Roman Catholic doctrine, and the world has followed it ever since, generation after generation. Got it from my grandpa, got it from my father, and it must be right because we've done this forever. Amen? Well, we've done a lot of things forever that haven't been the right thing to do, but it was our tradition. It was our teachings of men. It was our pastor who taught us. It was our church who told us. It was our denomination who told us. Friend, I got to tell you, whoever told you anything, you've got to search the Word of God to find out if it's true or not, like the Bereans did. Amen? You've got to look at what I'm saying and stack it up against the Scriptures. Examine it to the light of Scriptures. And you also have to look at what your pastor says and examine that by the light of Scripture as well as the church and the denomination. Amen. Anything that you're hearing, you need to examine it by the light of the Scriptures. Amen. So where does this um, seventh day, Sabbath doctrine, and let me, let me just say this right quick. All you people who are calling this Sunday the Sabbath, you don't keep it. It ain't holy to you. Oh, yeah, you go to church and you praise and you worship. Look, it's okay to worship on Sunday. It's okay to worship on the other five days of the week that you're to labor in. Amen. But you also worship on the Sabbath, but you don't do any work in it. And the people who call Sunday the Sabbath, they go to church. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. But when they get done, they, they can't... Uh, they can't wait to get down to the uh, buffet over there and, and uh, have other people break the Sabbath by working for them to serve them their meals. And, yeah, uh, or we go to the lake or we go, we you know, we run around. We don't keep it holy. No, no, no. So anyway, if Sunday was the Sabbath, you'd think that people would obey what I just read to you and let it be hallowed. But it ain't. It's not the Sabbath. Amen. So where did all of this teaching come from? Well, let's look at it. And we'll start in uh, 1 Corinthians 16 and uh, uh, 1. 16 and 1. 1 Corinthians 16 and 1. Now, this is where a lot of people say this proves that Sunday is the Sabbath. Okay? Listen to me, Brother Caps. This proves that Sunday is the Sabbath. So let's read. Paul, in chapter 16 of 1 Corinthians, he said, Now concerning the collection... For the saints, as I have given order, Paul said, to the churches of Galatia, even so do you. As I've given the order, you do it, Paul said. And he said, upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. And this is the collection for the poor saints at Jerusalem. And so... Because Paul came on the first day of the week, that proves that Sunday is the Sabbath. Well, folks, let's examine that a little closer in light of what we've read. And, you know, go back and study how God will 
bring judgment on those that profane his Sabbath and, and don't keep them and don't honor them. Amen. And remember, he's jealous over this Sabbath that he created and called hallowed. Amen. So now we've got some early churches going here and we've got um, Paul giving an order to the people to lay uh, an offering aside. Now look, they had the week and they had the Sabbath, you know, and as they prayed and worshiped, God gave them the amount that they should give to the poor. And then Paul was going to come get it on the first day of the week. Now look, they just had the Sabbath where they don't do anything. And now they have the first day of the week and they put that offering out there and Paul comes. Now, that would be breaking the Sabbath. If Sunday was the Sabbath, you would, Paul would not have been on that journey. He's on that journey because it's the first work day of the week. He's on that journey because it's the first work day of the week. And he's collecting that money. There's no Sabbath to this. It's a blessing, yeah. It's a blessing to give to the needy saints, yeah. But that first day of the week when he came and collected the money, the offering, that's not the Sabbath, or he broke the Sabbath right there. Amen? Now, somehow we thought, well, somehow some people thought, somehow some people profaned the scriptures to, to change. You know, how, how do you change the Sabbath? People say, well, Jesus changed the Sabbath. Well, uh, you know, he, he is the prophet of prophets. He, 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 he brought the words of the Father. He always kept the commandments of the Father. He never, he, the Sabbath, he was in the tabernacles. Amen. The Sabbath, he was healing. He honored and he kept the Sabbath. You know, he never did any of this on the first day of the week, calling it the Sabbath. No. Amen. Now, we have Paul coming by a, a place to pick up an offering and somehow, by modern church theology, misinterpretation is more like it. By modern church perversion of the scriptures, Sunday's now the Sabbath. Folks, it's not. That's a lie. It's a lie. And if you observe it, you're observing a lie. It's just that simple. Saturday is always the Sabbath, not Sunday. All right, now, let's look at something else here. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10. Oh, everybody knows this, you know. Um, and of course, there's lots of people that think that um, uh, Yeshua arose on the first day of the week. You, you got to remember, well, we'll get into that another time. But friend, when they went very early in the morning, he wasn't in that tomb. He was already gone. Amen. And we'll, we'll, we'll teach that another time. But you, you have to remember that in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Woo, look at there, Brother Caps. He was there on Sunday. He was there in the Spirit. On, that's the Sabbath. That's got to be the Sabbath. 
Well, the only reason that you would make that kind of a statement is because you do not know the scriptures and you do not understand that the Lord's day or the day of the Lord, that's a time of great trouble, great darkness. Amen. You need to go back and study. This is not a whoop, hallelujah shouting type of moment here. He was on in the spirit on the Lord's day receiving the revelation from Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. Man, and that trumpet's going to be important, and we'll get into that again in further future episodes here. But I want to tell you that anybody that can take this, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day from John, not understanding the prophecy, not understanding what he was talking about, and declare that it's the Sabbath, is sorely mistaken. It don't hold water, folks. It's a broken cistern full of holes. Amen. You can't get a doctrine out of that that'll be substantiated, backed up by the scriptures. In fact, that gets torn apart very easily if you examine the scriptures. If you get that truth and that wisdom and that knowledge and that understanding, amen, that wisdom, you'll know that this is fabled doctrine. It's the traditions of men. Amen. So now, Let's look at another example of where they think that Sunday is a Sabbath. You know, now this this could get to a long teaching, and that's not the purpose of this episode is to teach on the era of the Christian church and their understanding of Colossians chapter 2. Amen? But we'll go there. Colossians chapter 2, and we'll start at verse 8. And the instructions are, beware, lest any man spoil you. Now, spoil is what? Take all your stuff. You are militarily spoiled. Amen? And, you know, to be spoiled, there had to be a conquering. You had to be conquered to be spoiled. And if you're spoiled, it's because you got conquered. Amen? So now, beware lest any man spoil you through what? Philosophy. Through the truth? No, through philosophy and vain deceit. Good good things? No, vain deceit. After what? Searching the scriptures and getting truth? No. But after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Wait a minute. We're going to get spoiled here by these things, philosophy, vain deceit, traditions of men, but we're not going to get spoiled after Christ. Amen? So let's, let's set the table good. In verse 9 it says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen? And you're complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. Amen? In the putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of of Christ, putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, us, you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened, made alive, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Amen. Now, then it says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, 
which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Amen. That is so wonderful. You know, but again, here we go with the extremists. Ah, Jesus nailed all the law to the cross. Well, did he nail, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy to the cross? Or you think that's still in the effect today? Did he nail, I'm the Lord your God, you shall uh, have no gods before me to the cross? No. But we, we say that all the law is done away with. You know, I'm free because, well, folks, you can find an excuse to do unrighteousness any way you want to, but that's not what Yeshua did. Amen. He nailed the ordinances that was contrary to us and nailed them to his cross. Now, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, here we go. Verse 16, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. You know, because you're walking in the commandments of God, because you're walking in obedience to what God said, because you're keeping the commandments, because you have heard and obeyed the word of God, let no man judge you. In meat, in other words, whatever we eat, uh, uh, we eat food approved of God, amen, or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, the feast of the Lord, Leviticus 23, amen, or of the new moon, which, you know, he put that moon up there. We just had a new moon last night, amen, and and he put that moon up there, and there's a cycle, there's a, there's a rhythm, there's a... Uh, a, a way uh, to everything that God does. And we count from that new moon, like when the year begins on the 14th day of the first month. Well, when does it start? It starts on that new moon. It's important that we know this. Or of the Sabbath days. And notice it said days. We've got the weekly seventh day Sabbath. We've got the first day of unleavened bread. Amen. We've got the day of Pentecost, first fruits. Amen. We've got Feast of Trumpets. We've got Day of Atonement, uh, the last great day, uh, Feast of Tabernacles. There's Sabbaths all through there. And, you know, that's where people get confused. They don't know which Sabbath is being talked about in a lot of places. Amen. But, um, uh, because you're keeping God's commandments, don't let anybody do this. Amen. But the modern day Christian church, it goes, ah, look at here. I got freedom here. You can't judge me in eating my pig ham. Hello? You can't judge me in the beer that I drink. And I'm not saying drinking beer is wrong. Amen. But the pig ham, now that's a different story. Or the holidays that I keep. You, you can't judge me, Brother Caps. On my Easter and my Christmas and all my other pagan holidays, you can't judge me. Or on the new moon, don't have a clue what that means. Or on the Sabbath, you see, we made Sunday the Sabbath. You cannot judge me. How ridiculous and vain and deceitful is all of this kind of teaching. And it will not stand up according to the light of scriptures if you research it. Amen. This is so wrong, but this is how the church understands it. Amen. So now, let's look at um, 
what we would do if we keep the Sabbath. What's going to happen to you? Amen? What will happen if you um, if you forsake the traditions of men? If you're keeping Christmas and Easter and, and calling Sunday the Sabbath and um, you're taught that by your church, you know, if you're doing all, all of these things, what will happen to you when you forsake the traditions of men? Amen? Or when you uh, forsake the teaching of your fathers? Folks, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to get great uh, blessings of peace from obedience. And there's nothing like being a, a faithful servant, an obedient servant, one who is doing everything that the Father wants us to do. But you got to know, you're going to be out of step with pagan Rome. Amen. You're going to be out of step with society. You're going to be the brunt of jokes. Uh, he don't do nothing on Saturday. No. So what happens? Are there jobs where you don't have to work on Saturday? There are. You know, and they're there, but, you know... There's a whole lot of companies that won't let you honor the Sabbath, but there are plenty who will. And especially if you're working, you've got to work to pay for, you know, your, your family, your possessions. Now, if you have a job where you make them a good hand, we say that in construction, or you make a, a you're a good mechanic, we say that in the, in the crafts, amen, or a good employee and you're willing to work on Sunday, that could be a pretty good blessing to that company. Amen? Because they'll have things that need to be done on a Sunday, and they put it off because they don't want to call people in. But if you're there and willing to work, and you actually are a good hand, and you are productive, and of course, you know, productive is the, uh, the name of the game in your employment. And they, they will give you opportunity to take the Sabbath off, and to work on that first working day of the week that we call Sunday. Amen. Now, I'm about to close here. And uh, I pray that if you have the strength to walk out of tradition and to keep the Sabbath, that you're so richly blessed. Amen. And uh, it's nothing like walking in truth and obedience, hearing and obeying. Now, look. I've already told you that Yeshua kept the Sabbath. Amen? And you got to remember that the disciples kept the Sabbath. Even after his resurrection, the disciples kept the Sabbath. That, and, and this, by the Sabbath, I mean absolutely the seventh day of the week. And just in the book of Acts alone, the Apostle Paul, who everybody says he'd done away with it just like Jesus did, and they're talking in error, of course. In the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul kept the Sabbath 84 times. Just in the book of Acts alone. The seventh day of the week. Amen. Folks, let's get it right. And let's understand what day of the week the Sabbath is. That's on Saturday. Amen. And let's understand that the Sabbath is hallowed. 
And let's understand that the Sabbath is holy. And let's understand the commandment is to remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Amen. And let us also understand the first day of the week. The first day of the week is simply the first working day of the week. Now, I know we got it all backwards in our society. And I know if you stand out and honor the your father by keeping the Sabbath, it, there there's going to be difficulties. But that's okay. I'd rather have the praise of God than the praise of men any day. Hallelujah. I'd rather have the welcome home, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful to me, and I'm going to be faithful to you. Amen. I'd rather have that from my father than all the praise that this whole carnal world can throw upon my shoulders for being a good servant of the first day of the week. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Until next time.